What's up? This is Step Tranovich, and you are listening to Fuck This Podcast, a podcast where we talk about fucking, including sex, sexuality, gender identity, alternative relationship structures like polyamory, queer shit, trans shit, all of these awesome, juicy subjects. And every single episode, we do it with another inspiring individual. This episode is sponsored by Cute Little Fuckers. I am biased as fuck because I am the creator of Cute Little Fuckers. They are the most adorable vibrators out there. They are vibrators shaped like adorable monsters, all made from incredible high quality silicone and have some of the most rumbly, juicy vibrators to boot. Do me and yourself a favor and check out cutelittlefuckers.com to see all the sweet promotions and toys we currently have available. One last thing before we slide into this episode. We are recording this during a global pandemic, which means we don't have the luxury of getting our incredible guests into our studio with us. We actually don't even have access to our studio. Everyone involved is just kind of recording with whatever recording equipment we can get our hands on during this time. Don't let that turn you off from the incredible conversations we are about to have because they are so juicy and so worth it. So I guess with that, without further ado, let's dive in. Today's guest is a super awesome person in my local community in the Bay Area. Misha Bonaventura, along with William Winters, co-produces the Bonobo community, which is an adult sex community in the San Francisco Bay Area. It is extremely consent-driven and consent-focused, extremely inclusive. So I'm super excited to have Misha here. And outside of that community, she also does a ton of great consulting work. She teaches a uh, 101 sexuality course for women and uh, just does a lot of really great transformative justice work. I could keep going on and on. Super awesome to have you here, Misha. Thanks for bringing me on, Step. It's fun to be here. You are one of the co-producers of Bonobo, a really inspirational community here in the Bay Area. Um, I just have like a zillion questions for you about that. Um, But before I dive into those, to give people some context, could you tell us, like, for those listeners who don't know Bonobo uh, intimately already, what exactly is? Yeah, so um, Bonobo is a sex-positive community based here in the Bay Area, but quickly going uh, more national and international because of the virtual space that we're in at this point. Um, And primarily, we have thrown parties. um, And those parties have been, um, you know, they're sexy parties. And um, what I feel makes us different than other sexy party communities or or spaces that put on sex parties is that we really focus on community on our values and on the way that we treat each other to to us it's it's the most important thing is to start is to create the culture of consent of sex positivity of inclusion of being power aware all of the ways in which most 
of the world, the sex, you know, the sex, the, our, our society views sex is, has so many distortions right now and so many ways in which um, there is shadow and we use sex for entertainment and objectification and power play and yeah. all kinds of, and, and what I really feel like we're doing is we're dismantling uh, that oppressive way in which our society kind of views and, and shapes sex, sex and sexuality and create, we're creating a, a space for people to actually be self-expressed sexually that feels safer. Obviously we cannot create a safe space. No, sa no space is safe, but we can create a safer space. And the way we create a safer space is by creating a culture that is safer. I absolutely love that. And I really love how Bonobo has really, really genuinely taken this community-driven path to achieving these dismantling goals. I mean, you can find more and more these days lots of information on the internet about you know, sex positivity and body positivity and all of these really, really important concepts for battling these distortions that society puts on sex and sexuality this podcast included and those things are really awesome and good and it's really hard to really fully come to a completeness in yourself around those topics without a community of people to feel that experience that and express that with and so i really do think community is like such a critical and powerful part of that and it's awesome how you recognize that and really I feel utilized its tools. Yeah, I mean, I feel like sex parties are one of the most trans transformational spaces that people can enter into. It brings up, like William always says, it brings up all of your high school shit. Um, yeah. <laughs> and it, uh, yeah, and it it really is a space where things can really shift. Like you can start to see how many different kinds of people are attracted to you that, you know, like the messages that we get that our bodies are not good enough for whatever reason, because mm -hmm. most of us are not models. <laughs> and so the way in which we have been socialized to be like, well, if I'm not that, then I'm not that attractive. And it just like your mind can explode in those places because there are people, you know, like um, expressing attraction is, is okay in those spaces. And, and um, for me, it was a huge transformational um, experience to have people express their attraction to me in such overt ways. And then to also see where my jealousy was and who I was jealous of and how, mm -hmm. and like, all of the, what I would think, I was like, wow, my brain is fucked up. Like I should definitely, I really need to look at this. <laughs> and so, you know, like there are ways in which we can all kind of shift and change and start to, I also just feel like being in abundance and, and like our society is so desperate for connection and, um, it's often expressed in this like weird sexual desperation. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why, you know, the dynamics between uh, men and women specifically, like it's like 
uh, women are just terrified, <laughs> terrified mm -hmm. of being sexually expressed because there's so many ways in which we are shamed and, and, um, and the more we can start to create safety for everybody, the more that like more people are like, okay, I can be sexually expressed. I can be filled up in this way and I don't have to be hungry and taking and like this way in which, um, often people who are socialized as women, like feel the energy, um, the more we can all be more sexually expressed, more filled up, more, yeah, just feel more connection. That's beautiful. And that is just so real. Like, you need to alleviate those pressures on all fronts to create the space for people to embody themselves. And uh, I just, I just super love all that. So, er Earlier, you mentioned something that's really, really cool, how the digitalness of, you know, this quarantine pandemic we're in has had the silver lining of allowing Bonobo to expand outside the Bay Area and mm -hmm. go into other parts of the country or even other parts of the world, which is so cool and such a really beautiful silver lining of the situation. I also imagine that like that is the silver lining on the edge of what was a lot of challenging, a lot of challenge how to take a community that is based in such physical proximity around such physically intimate experiences and keep that community, not just keep it, but actually help that community thrive and connect and grow in a totally, totally different world, absent from a lot of what people maybe ostensibly might think the community was built around. Uh, we made a decision really early on that we wanted to make sure to continue to create space for connection. And really, you know, our bottom line is that we are creating connection for people. Sex is just a part of that. Um, like we hope to create spaces that are like fun parties, no matter what. And, um, yes, there is sex happening. And like, that is one of the main, you know, activities that are happening there. But we hope that even if you go and you don't have any sex, you still have a fun time because you are connecting mm -hmm. with your friends. And that's the same, sp same thing with online. Um, we've created, uh, connection spaces where people can come and have little happy hours. We have Icebreaker, um, which is this awesome new app that um, we've been using to help people connect one-on-one. -on -one. That's been super fun. The Facebook group is going off. You know, like there's so many ways in which things have, have evolved. And then when we had to cancel our first party, our members were like, uh, we just want to have a party. So we're just going to do that online. And so they did. And it was so successful that we were like, okay, like we could do that. And so we decided to start throwing um, uh, parties um, online. And that's been a sweet way to continue the, the ways in which we connect and to cultivate sexual energy, you know, even if we're just stuck alone, you know, there are people that are have partners, there are people that are alone. And so during the parties, you can see people that are, you know, it, it's such a different dynamic than than being at 
a real life party because everyone is a voyeur and everyone is an exhibitionist. And Mm -hmm. there's this whole other dynamic of like watching and being watched. And that's just been super interesting to see, um, to see happen. That is really interesting. And I, I, I know one point in the Bonobo orientation. So for those of you who are listening, there's an orientation in order to go to the Bonobo parties just to make sure everyone is culturally on the same page about like rules and how to practice good consent and things like that. It's actually really just truly phenomenal. Even if you didn't want to go to a sex party, it's totally worth going <laughs> to just to learn a lot of really great stuff. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, but one aspect of the bonobo parties previously were in that orientation was how to properly gaze into the space for lack of a better term because watching someone else having sex is in a way like really being part of their sexual dynamic if you're really watching it occurring and so generally the rules for the bonobo parties were if you really wanted to watch like watch a scene um you had to get consent uh for that but you could see people having sex all over the space. It was generally a big room with lots of people having sex. And, you know, the rules were like generally gazing upon the sex of the space was um, like, you know, two thumbs up, go for it. Like hardcore watching any scene wasn't the case. But it seems like moving to these online spaces, there is suddenly this like voyeuristic exhibitionist is almost the focal point rather than like yeah, something yeah. that has to be, I don't know, moderated in a sense. And that's so interesting. How has that been in, a, in the community, that shift? Yeah, I mean, when you're getting on, you are basically consenting to being watched. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, so that is a um, an important aspect of this, of this dynamic. Um, we also have made rules of no screenshots and things like that. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, a lot of what we are built on is trust. And that is one aspect that we absolutely cannot control is whether or not people take screenshots. And so we've created rules where basically if we ever find anyone that that has, has made a screenshot, they will be out the rule, the other rule is everyone has to be on screen. So there's no one that's not, um, doesn't have video on. That also creates some trust that everyone's in the game, right? Like everyone yeah. has uh, an equal um, footing in the, in the, in the thing. To get back to your point, like, yeah, if you're, if you're on screen, you're, you're consenting to be watched. It's been interesting to also uh, help people engage because that's been another, like, how do I even engage with the, you know, with these people on screen? And so we've created, we have the red, yellow, green wristband, um, uh, technique, just like in our real parties. So the, the red, yellow, green means, uh, red means I don't want to be approached. I will approach if I'm interested. Yellow means I would like to be asked before any kind of flirtation and then green means I'm up for a flirtation you can you can approach me without asking now that doesn't mean escalate sexually it mm-hmm. just means I'm open to like being talked to and flir- flirted with 
Um, so those are all ways in which we've created safety in our space, in the virtual space, um, to help people uh, navigate navigate the virtual world. And some yeah, people aren't playing, you know, some people are not playing on, on the virtual world. You don't have to play. It's just, uh, you need to be on, you need, your video needs to be on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, yeah, that <laughs> makes a lot of sense. Like I, that really does also help build that sense of community because you are getting that, you know, as close as you can to these days, face-to-face -face nature with people. Um, that also brings up just, I guess how that brings up more questions on a, I'm just curious how exactly the structure of this work of this works. I mean, I, I'm assuming it's not just a Zoom call wherever where whoever is having the loudest sex is getting the main screen that everyone's watching. Um, yeah, so we've actually decided that there's no talking uh, on the calls. And so there's no chit chat. So um, if you want to chit chat with someone, you can call them or, or you know, message them, I am them. But you can, uh, but if you are making sexy noises, though there's music, and then if you're making sexy noises, you can unmute and like <laughs> create the landscape of sexiness in that way. And then we have another uh, space during the party that is uh, a game room where people can go and chat and like be silly with each other and, um, and talk to their hearts content, can, 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 <laughs> <laughs> Why did I get hung up on that consent. word? To their heart's consent. No. Your heart's consent. Yeah. We're really focusing on content. Here. I don't know. That was a funny, that was a funny uh, dyslexic moment, I guess. You're just so, so ready for your consent talks that anything even close to it just starts coming out. I love it. <laughs> I super love it. I, so I'm curious, have there been any like situations that you totally weren't expecting that just seems so like could only have happened at a, you know, digital sex party? <laughs> um, let's see. I feel like there are these interesting ways in which you can start to see who's playing with each other through the different windows that's Ooh. a pretty fun game to play is like oh who's who's has each other pinned and who's actually playing with each other um that can be a fun game uh that sounds like so much fun that <laughs> like such like people watching gold right there right yeah <laughs> I'm like oh yeah they're reacting to each other i can see you know like Right. You know, and then they they would chat and then, you know, you can see them kind of smile or something like the other person smile um, so and then do something, you know, or one person's like directing the other person and and there you can see them doing things. Um, so that's kind of fun. Um, we also had uh, I can put in a plug for uh, body storytelling. Uh, body storytelling mm -hmm. Dixie De La Tour has a butt plug club because she made body storytelling butt plugs. And so we had uh, we had a butt plug, plug club the other night where everyone at a certain time or whoever wanted to do it, put in 
butt plugs all at the same time, which was <laughs> silliness and fun. And uh, yeah, so much fun. We no, should do a cute little fucker one sometime. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that would be so good. Everyone show your tentacles, and then everyone's rear ends go up. Oh my gosh, that's. <laughs> I love that. That perky wiggle. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. I just like love how much like just pure play is embedded into all of this, right? It's not just like play like sexy play, but it is that, but also just like fun. And I just really, really love that. Yeah. The um the fun and silliness that can happen. And then also the um like the creativity that we've had to kind of create. We uh, we have something called the meat market, which uh, is a way for people to make offers and requests. So uh, we in the chat, we have people say like what they're open to. You can be anything from compliments to being directed to do things on camera to like all kinds of things. And so that's been a super fun way for people to show what they're open to in order to connect with each other. That's so awesome. So hypothetically, if one of our listeners was like, this sounds cool, I want to have an online sex party with my friends. <laughs> Do you have any, <laughs> any suggestions for that? How people can start their own <laughs> online sex party to, you know, get some fun, playful intimacy during this time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's interesting because... It's uh, while it sounds like amazing and fun, there is quite a bit that goes into it. And I've had people be like, I just threw a sex party for my friends. And then afterwards be like, I'm never doing that again. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it only takes one consent violation and Mm -hmm. your whole, um, you know, all the fun kind of goes out the window. And so part of a lot of what we do is create a lot of context around consent and mm-hmm. how to create, um, uh, yeah, safer spaces so that everyone con- like leaves feeling good. And if they don't, there are places for them to get help and support. Um, so that's a big, that's a big thing. Uh, to think about as you step into this, like, you don't want to just be like, I'm going to invite all my friends to a party and not actually tell them what we're doing. And then all of a sudden, we're, you know, having sexy time with each other. And certain people are like, I didn't realize this is what we were doing. And now I feel awkward about saying anything, you know, things like that. Like, those are the types of things that I've heard people do. And, um, (laughs) yeah, it's, it's not, it's, it's, um, I mean, our culture is often based on like, mm, we're not going, we're not actually on a date, you know, (laughs) like we're just hanging out. It's like, we're not actually creating a sex party. We're just hanging out with friends. But then like the, the, um, what's underneath the agenda is actually like, this is what we're creating and we're just going to like kind of slide it in here. So, you know, I mean, being intentional, I think about it and really getting, helping, like telling people what they're getting into and having people bought in informed consent is a really important aspect of consent. And so, (laughs) I mean, if people don't know what they're getting into, like that 
in itself is a consent violation, which sounds like a terrible way to start your party. <laughs> and it happens all the time, you know? I mean, it's like, it's, it, it's, it's, it's hard. So, you know, I mean, one of the things that William and I have been talking about have been, how do we, you know, can we teach people how to do this well so that they can start creating spaces in their own, um, in their own, you know, groups and pods and places that they connect with, people that they connect with. That's one way that could be helpful. Um, I mean, online is a lot less risky because you're not actually physically with people. And so there's not quite as much uh, risk as being in person. We still have had people escalate too quickly and people report back being like, yeah, this person was like chatting me up and then all of a sudden escalated into really sexual, you know, th saying things that were really sexual and I did not want that. And mm -hmm. um, and so being aware of even in escalation when you're online or even texting, you know, sexting with someone, you really want to make sure that the person's on board with um, with where you're going. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is so important. And it's awkward, you know, it, it, like shifting into consent language can be awkward at first. And it's basically a new language, you know, like mm -hmm. we're learning something new, a new way. And I think a lot of people are resistant to, you know, sh like shifting the vibe or not saying things um, in because it may dampen the mood. And there are ways, you know, when you get good at it, consent um, becomes a part of foreplay. And, mm -hmm. oh, um, and that, yeah, and that is when consent is really sexy, right? Like at first consent is awkward. <laughs> I think sometimes we skip over that, that part of like the, the motto of consent is sexy. Well, actually, Often consent is awkward at first <laughs> until you become a good, you know, like until you become really good at like speaking things and figuring out how to say things in a way that doesn't kill the vibe and isn't just like, are you good? Are you still okay? Like, do you still want to be doing this? Like that's, yeah, that's not a, a sexy, sexy thing. You know, it's like that doesn't stay within the sensuality of the moment, but, you know, being like, do you want to keep going? You know, like things like that, that is like, you can stay inside of the vibe and like check in in ways that um, still feel yummy. Uh, and that Absolutely. is when you become like a, a consent master. A consent master. And even if you're not a consent master, like it's okay to be awkward, right? Like if you don't know how to work it into the moment, like being awkward is totally totally okay and honestly sometimes it's just really cute too and it's like not necessarily in the vibe of the moment but is still adds to the experience so like just for sure em embrace the awkward because it's worth it and we'll just mm -hmm. make the whole thing so much better undoubtedly yeah. whether you're in person or online it's Consent is just critical for kind of every situation in life, I really think. And especially when we're talking about the, these like sexually charged situations. This is so cool. I would love to ask you a question from our community. So okay. occasionally people 
message in with a bunch of questions and like to pair them up with some of the people that I talk to. And I just think this one would be, I just feel like you'd have a lot of good nuggets with okay. this one. Um, but for listeners, if you want to uh, send a message that either I answer or people in Cute Little Fuckers answers or one of our guests answers, you can send that to podcast at cutelittlefuckers.com. This question is, if you could send a message to your younger self, what would that message be? Hmm. Uh, it would be something like you can be like you are in the most powerful position right now. <laughs> like my young, if I knew how hot my younger self was and how, like how much power I had when I was younger, I think there would have been a way like, you know, my younger self was a lot more timid, a lot more um, reserved, gave a lot of my power away to older men. Mm. And, um, I wish that she had known how, um, yeah, how powerful she was in that, in that time. That's so beautiful. (laughs) And so real. Do you have any tips for someone who's maybe in that position and doesn't feel that power to help them kind of get some access to it? I mean, I think there's ways in which we look outside of ourselves to find mentors and people that are, uh, that we perceive as powerful. And, um, I think realizing, you know, I mean, I think if I would have known (laughs) that therapy could have helped so much when I was younger, like Mm -hmm. I never, like, it wasn't until I was in my thirties, mid thirties, probably when I realized that I probably needed to go to therapy yeah. and doing any kind of self-inquiry, um, and starting to understand how your belief systems work and where your power is, um, is dampening your, like your beliefs is how your belief systems dampen your power um, is, was like one of the biggest things. And one of the things that I did like really explored was when I was younger, I was extremely submissive. And then as I got older, I started exploring, uh, switching and then started exploring dominance. And part of this, um, part of that evolution was because I started finding my power and started realizing like where where was I giving away my power both sexually like in my submissiveness sexually but also like how was that all the way like how was that a through line throughout my my life in my work all kinds of places and so as I started using my sex and sexuality and erotic life uh, to see how I was actually being in in my other day to day life, like that was one of the biggest insights that I've had um, to finding my power and bringing helping you know bring more power to women, especially through my sexual adulting one on one class, and also through Bonobo as well. It's like one of my most fulfilling things in my life is to support people in their sexual empowerment and then in their uh, day-to-day life as well. 
That's so epic. Yeah, I really, <laughs> I really just want to re reiterate to anyone listening who feels like, oh, that's not me. Like, I don't, I don't actually have that power you're talking about. I just want to, you know, reiterate, like, you do, you're very powerful. You have so much going for you. Please, for yourself, or if not for yourself, for us, spend some time to, to we need you. connect that. We need you. We need you. Yeah, I've been really, one of the things I've been doing is really connecting with some of my really amazing trans friends um, who are just like, yeah, I feel like the message of uh, trans people in in this time is so important and I want to see them so powerful right now and I I'm just like sending them messages of power and how amazing they are and it's been so such a sweet fun little gift that I've been giving during this time and uh yeah, my my trans and non-binary friends, I've been like, this is your time. You're like, you're gonna rule. Your <laughs> gender <laughs> transcendence is happening. <laughs> oh shucks. <laughs> I see you step. <laughs> you're too sweet. Oh my gosh. Misa, you are just such a trove of wisdom and playfulness. Thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing it with me and sharing it with us. You're welcome. Thank you so much for inviting me, Step. Yay! Absolutely! Cute, 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 cute.